Hey guys, we begin to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you guys can find the podcast on YouTube and anywhere else you get your podcast. We're just so thankful you guys are here and that you guys are with us today. Really quick before we uh, head into kind of our conversation and where we want to go today, um, I just want to thank you guys so much for uh, everything you've done. I had people send pictures and I see pictures. Uh, online of people wearing the merch and it's just so great and seeing people sharing it and people locally here sharing it it's just a it's a great thing to see and I'm just so thankful and I just wanted to thank you all for for everything you've done for the podcast so obviously I've got merch on now but if you want to check it out there'll be a link uh, underneath this video and then you can check out the different type of things uh, that we have and maybe you would like to support too so we're just really thankful for you guys um, and and this is all for teaching this is all for evangelism I mean basically if I if one of these sells, I might get a dollar, right? Literally, I might get a dollar. But it's just we want to put that out there. We want to help people, and, and this is why we're doing it. So I really appreciate you guys, and thank you guys so much. All right, so here's our topic for today. Um, so let's kind of intro this conversation with, um, with, with like a movie quote. So I like to watch, I like to watch like medieval movies. And the reason why I like to watch it is because of the action itself, which is great. But I also love to watch it because of the the old English, right? So basically, like that would be how Thor would talk, right? Today, so sometimes friends friends of mine they'll call and you know if they're hungry, they're like Jordan, I desire sustenance, <laughs> right? So they would just start cracking up. It's it's hilarious. Or you know we might mess with the kids. How art thou? And they'll look at us weird and we'll just do it more. So, I mean, it's just, it's great. So that's why I love those movies. So I'm watching this movie for those reasons. But King Arthur, uh, you know, he had just won a battle and Lancelot's there. And all these things are happening and they're they're agreeing with, uh, you know, how great things have been lately and how the kingdom has grown and all this. And Lancelot says, you know, we, we've done great work together, but I must leave. I got to leave Camelot. And so King Arthur, in his anger, before the scene ends, he looks at his friend, and I want you to notice what he says, because this is going to matter later on in our conversation. He says, I trusted you, I loved you, and you betrayed me. And then the scene's over, right? So as we kind of start this conversation here, our topic is, you don't deserve love, question mark. You don't deserve love. You know, lately here, we've been looking at uh, at Matthew chapter 5, verse 4, because chronologically, we're preaching through Matthew chapter 5, and we're here in verse uh, number 4, talking about, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And we're really honing in on Peter and John 21, which are probably going to hit uh, Luke chapter 22, right? All these different texts. But when you think about this topic of you don't deserve love, if you've been on either side of it with God, or even just in life, when you've been on either side of that, that situation of what we're talking about, what makes this kind of difficult for us to understand at times is normally between two people like Lancelot and King Arthur here, even if there's a restoration or even if there's like a return back, in our minds and in the other person's mind, it's like there'll never be it can't go back to the way it was, number one. And then two, it can't be better than what it was before. So think about it from Peter's perspective. 
because Jesus was justified in saying the same three things in Luke chapter 22, Matthew's account, and John's account. He was justified in saying to Peter, I trusted you. You've been with me. I've helped you. I've been a part of your life. I know I know your family. I healed your mother-in-law. I trusted you. I loved you. When I saw you on the boat with you and your brother, and I called you, and you bowed down, and you said, Lord, I'm a sinful man, and then I looked at you, and I said, Simon, son of Jonah, you will now become a fisher of men. I will make you to become a fisher of men. And I loved you then. I loved you when you fell in the water. But then I did all that, Peter, and you betrayed me. And he literally did, Matthew chapter 26. So when all this happens, Jesus is justified in saying, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Because were those three things true about Peter? Absolutely they were true. They were true. And Jesus, was he justified if he wanted to say that? Yeah, because it was true. But did he? Did he? You know, sometimes, you know, this is why Peter is such a great study, guys, and this is why I kind of want to go through this, because Peter is someone in Scripture that I believe at some point in everybody's life, whether in the past or right now, you were Peter or you are Peter, like now. And so as we're walking through this, I want to look at things from obviously Peter's perspective, but also I want to look at things from Jesus's perspective. Because think about this. If you go to John chapter 21, and that's actually where we're going to start. John chapter 21, this is just, it's just amazing because Jesus tells us, right, John 14, right, if you love me, keep my commandments. But then, you know, if you keep reading that text in John 13, 14, and 15, he tells us what the commandment is, that you love one another as I have loved you. So, you know, that is so beautiful to read and study and write on your board and have you know, have as a screensaver, all that stuff. But to actually do that in a situation like this, Jesus is showing Peter what he said in John. I trusted you. I loved you. You betrayed me. Now, normally what would happen? I'm done. But Jesus said, I trusted you. I loved you. You betrayed me. I love you. So what does he tell you and I to do? If you love me, you will love as. So now let's let's look at this. Let's look at this. John 21. So now Jesus is challenging Peter here, beginning in verse number 15. And as he's challenging Peter, he's going to tell Peter a few things. But after they had dined, and I believe as as they had dined, they're they're walking with Jesus is walking with the disciples now, because this is after. So this is past tense. So now Jesus looks at Simon and he says, Simon, do you love me more than these? And he saith unto him, Lord, you know that I love me, love you. And he said, feed my lambs. And he said to him the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? And he says, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said, feed my sheep. And he said the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved. There's a morning, Matthew chapter 5. He was grieved because he said that the third time, just as he denied him three times, lovest thou me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love thee. 
And Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. Now, in this situation, did Peter deserve love? In our carnal minds, what would we say? In our carnal minds, no, he doesn't deserve it. He does not deserve love. And sometimes even if you question what Jesus did, maybe that shows a little bit of our mind too. But Jesus was trying to show us something, and he's trying to show Peter something here. But I want to I break this down because Jesus could have said, I'm done, or your, your role for me is going to be less, or you know, you're really not going to be who you were once before because this is kind of the last draw. We're kind of done here. So I'm not saying you can't be a part of us anymore, but your position is not going to be the same. Here's what's interesting. The first thing Jesus does is he asks him the question. Now, remember, here's something you got to keep in mind because contextually, this is something we got to understand too. Peter saw Jesus before everybody else. 1 Corinthians 15, 5. Luke chapter 22, on the road to Emmaus, the disciples that were there saw Jesus, and after they saw him, they ran back and said, we saw the Lord, and Simon saw him. So at some point, which is not recorded in Scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, 5, he was seen of Cephas, then of the 12, then 500. So at some point, which is not recorded, Peter saw Jesus, and we have no idea what happened in that conversation. So we got to keep that in mind. But imagine here in Acts chapter 20, or in Luke chapter John, John chapter 21, all this is happening, and instead of throwing Peter to the side, casting Peter to the side, making Peter work his way back up, he gave him a job, and he gave him a position. But here's what he said. He said, feed my lambs. Now, it's interesting. Verse 15 says, feed my lambs. Verses 16 and 17, feed my sheep. Why do that? Why do that? Here's what's cool about this. When you talk about a lamb, actually, before we get there, I'm getting too excited here. Before we get there, look at Isaiah chapter 40. Look at Isaiah chapter 40. And again, we got we to gotta build this foundation. This, this application is going to be heavy, all right? So we got to build this application before we get there in our conversation. So Isaiah chapter 40 um, let's look at verse 11. So again, comfort my people. What is Matthew chapter five, verse four? Blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. Now look at what the shepherd does and what Isaiah says the shepherd's going to do. Verse 11, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. Now notice how specific he gets about that flock. He will gather the lambs in his arms and he will carry them in his bosom, and he will gently lead those that are young. Here's what's cool about this. Instead of saying, Peter, you don't deserve love. You don't deserve what I have. Jesus says, remember in Luke chapter 22, verse 32, I have prayed for you that after you're converted, then you go strengthen your brethren. So some people look at this, just before we keep moving on, some people look at this as, well, you know, you just you just give people license to do whatever they want to do, and then they can just come back. That makes me look weak, right? That makes me look like people can just walk all over me. No, this is not what's happening here because you're taking that and we're taking that out of context. 
you got to remember there was a conversion process that happened with Peter. Peter didn't commit that sin. And then after he committed it the next day, all right, you're back. No, there's a conversion process within the heart of Peter. That's what we forget. And that's why we don't do this. And that's why internally when things happen, we're so carnally minded. Oh, there's no way I can let them. You got to you got to let the Lord work on the heart first. So you got to remember from Luke chapter 22, John chapter 21 to Acts chapter 1, time has passed. A lot of time has passed. Days have passed. Almost months have passed. And Peter had already wept bitterly. Peter had already talked with the Lord himself before he came back with the 12. Peter had gone through the conversion process, so don't forget that. But instead of kicking him to the side, he gives him a job. I want you to feed my lambs. Here's what's cool about this. Peter, what was he before he was called? Peter was a fisherman, right? And in being a fisherman, here's what's interesting about fishermen. Fishermen stay up all night, but do they stay up all night to protect fish? What do they spend all night doing to fish? Trying to catch them. So it's interesting how instead of throwing Peter to the side and saying you don't deserve love, Jesus used this opportunity in his mistake, in his sin, in his betrayal. He used that opportunity after his conversion process to say, I want you to love people. I want you to love people like I loved you. That's, a, that's John 14. That's John 15. So now, notice, what did he say in Isaiah chapter 40? That the shepherd will nurse. The shepherd will be gentle. The shepherd will love. The shepherd would lead. The shepherd would guide them that are young. So notice how he starts this off. Feed my young. Here's a cool thing. I read something about shepherds, shepherds and lambs. And the thing about lambs is lambs are, they are sheep, but it's different. So with the lamb, even though the shepherd, John chapter 10, the lambs know my voice. When a mother has a lamb and the shepherd understands that, the shepherd can't just catch that, that lamb and bring them along like Peter could catch fish. So notice what was the what was the attitude of Peter before? Very aggressive, very um I believe it was he had the right heart, but it was very it was a little overzealous at times. It was a little prideful at times. So that's from the fisherman, I'm just trying to catch 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 catch. I'm trying to do all this. But with the lamb, you can't do that. So it's interesting a shepherd said, "When I call my sheep, and I see that a mother has a lamb, the mother has a dilemma. Do I follow the sheep because I know his voice and I'm supposed to obey that shepherd or do I leave my lamb? I, the, the mother's confused. So the shepherd seeing that doesn't just aggressively hurt the mother. How come you're not listening? How come you're not telling your lamb to listen? Both of y'all are messed up. You're not listening to the shepherd. You see, that's what we do. And that's what Peter was doing. So when we nurse the flock, whether ministers, elders, friends, brothers, sisters in Christ, you see, most times what we'll do is instead of, notice where Jesus started. 
Jesus started with Peter by saying, feed my lambs. So instead of being so aggressive trying to catch all these fish, Peter, you got to change that. If you love me like you say you do, with my lambs as they're growing, I need you to be gentle with them. I need you to lead them like I led you. I need you to be carried like I carried you. I need you to be patient as I was patient with you. You see how this process starts? This is how we minister. This is how we help people. This is how we lead. So now, sometimes the skeptic mind, and sometimes even I was here, well, that's too soft. That's real soft. You know, if we do that, then how are people going to change? How are people going to do this? How are people going to do that? How are people going to, so they better be keeping all this and doing all this, and they better keep up. You see what I'm saying? So now look at what Jesus said. Feed my lamb. Sheep starts off as lamb first. So now the nursing process of this is beautiful. And what that shepherd will do when he sees that mother confused, whether do I listen to the sheep or leave my lamb, the shepherd understands that and understands the situation of both of them, the sheep and the lamb. And so the shepherd will come and he will carry that lamb as the mother follows. Peter, do you love me? Do you agape me? I phileo you. Feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. You see, he's trying to get Peter to change his mindset on how to lead from a fisherman's mind to a shepherd's mind. Fishermen live to catch and trap. Shepherds live to nurture and lead, two different things. Peter, if you love me, you're going to start changing your mindset. You're going to start changing your mindset. So with us, sometimes we find ourselves in the situation where our Lord maybe have trusted us. The Lord loved us as he loved Peter. And maybe, actually not maybe, I know. I have betrayed him. I know you have. So instead of in our own heads believing I don't deserve love, believing I don't deserve what God has for me, maybe it's time to just start helping people. Encourage them. Help them not do what you were doing. Help them to become better. Lead. Nurture. Convert your own soul before you start doing all that. You see the mindset switch? Jesus is trying to get happening here. So then notice what he does. After he says, feed my sheep or feed my lambs, then the progression starts where he says, feed my sheep two times. Now you have adult sheep. So now with the sheep that are adults now, now govern, now guide, now protect, now discipline. Think of Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Doesn't that sound like guidance? Doesn't that sound like you're walking next to? Doesn't he say thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me? The same thing used to guide me and to lead me along and to take me out of a divot and to help me and to save me is the same thing to discipline me too. You see how Jesus was trying to change his mind? 
But where did this all start? All of this transformation in Peter's life started because Jesus looked at Peter as somebody that deserved and needed love. In our minds, guys, and in our lives, this is why love is, sometimes when you say love too much, we have a connotation that love is spiritually and between two people. Sometimes we think if we say love too much in both senses that it's it's too soft. So we have to add something to love to harden it. Not to move love away, but to put something next to it. Here's the thing about that. On both sides, it's wrong to pick either side. Because love is enough. So when Peter betrayed Jesus because Jesus trusted him and loved him, don't you think that this was difficult for Jesus to do? Don't you think it's difficult for us to do? So if it's difficult, it's enough. But sometimes what we'll do is we'll take love and we'll say, well, that's too soft, so then we just won't do love. So then we'll, we'll have to add something to that. So what is that? Well, we got to tell people to do all these things. Oh, then that means we love them because we're telling them to do all these things, right? You see the theology that we have? So look at what Jesus is what Jesus is telling to Peter. Feed my lambs. Peter is totally stripped of his pride here in John chapter 21. He's totally stripped of it. And so here's what's very interesting about this. Jesus is telling him to feed my lambs. Acts chapter 2 is about to happen. But you know the interesting thing about John 21 is this is why I believe that they were on a walk because later on, Simon turns around and he says, what about him? Talking about John. And they're following, the text says. So guess who's a lamb right now? Literally as they're talking. Peter's a lamb. And so Jesus is saying, the way I'm treating you right now, even as you're following me, even as I'm carrying you in front of everybody right now spiritually, I want you to do the same exact thing. Feed my lambs as I'm feeding you right now before I leave and as I fed you since I've been here. The thing about love, guys, it is, it's, it's beautiful. It is discipline. It is, it is comfort. Love is also mourning. Love is also meekness. Love is also being a peacemaker. Love is also being persecuted. Love, everything is encapsulated in this one thing. And that's why it's enough. And that's why Jesus simply said, this is the new one. That's why John and first John said, this is not a new commandment, but it is new. And the reason why it's new is because the measure change. It's not love your neighbor as yourself. It's love as I. Now we got to love like the shepherd, John chapter 10, Luke chapter 22, John chapter 21. You see why this is difficult now? Because there's going to be times where there's going to be people that's going to be difficult. So what do you still got to do? You still got to love. You still got to lead. You still have to walk with. Sometimes you're going to have to take licks. Sometimes you're going to have to be told you're the problem. But do you love? You see why it's enough? It's enough. And this, and this is the stuff, Matthew chapter 5, Isaiah chapter 40, John chapter 21, Luke chapter 22, this is the stuff that makes us like him.
This is it. We sing. I sing. We pray. I pray. I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be more more like my Lord. Like saying that publicly in a prayer or preaching that publicly or saying that to people, like it sounds really good and it is good. And sometimes it can be this phrase that it's almost sometimes it can become empty words because it sounds good, but the action behind it isn't there. And so in these situations in your life where your trust is not there anymore, your heart's not there anymore, you know, you've been hurt before. Isn't it easy to use those three things to harden yourself, to become cold? Oh, it feels good. It does. I'm not going to lie. Like, to become cold, to become um, isolated, to not really be the same person that you were before because you never want to experience those things again. I get it. I get it. But think about Jesus. What if Jesus was thinking about those things in John 21? You know, after you betrayed me in the book of Luke, it says they started spitting on me. It says that they took me away and they started beating me. So if I forgive you now, I don't want to have to go through that again. So you know what? I'm just not going to because I'm not even going to put myself in the position to ever have you or anyone else do that again you see and that's where we stay stuck but here's why love is enough and here's why sometimes love is difficult love opens up to such a level that it puts yourself in positions that potentially you can be hurt so when jesus opened up himself to the disciples what did he already know I'm going to be betrayed by all of them. But did it ever stop Jesus from loving them? It didn't. So the admonition from John 21 is sometimes things have happened in your life and in our lives that have almost tried to stop you from loving. And that's exactly where Satan wants us to be. And then sometimes we'll justify it by saying, well, I don't, I haven't completely stopped loving, but I'll just love these people. Or I'll just love the people that love me. Or I'll love the people that give me less problems. You see, that's not fair either. That's bad theology. That's not real agape then. That's selective. And Jesus said in the book of Luke, the Pharisees do that. So what, what makes you different? But love is so beautiful and powerful that Jesus showed us I opened myself to my closest friends and I opened myself and I opened my heart to the world. John chapter three, six, verse 16. And it was rejected by everybody. If anybody, if anybody had the excuse to stop loving, Jesus did when the whole world turned their back on him. And sometimes we'll stop loving because one person did it. So you see why in John chapter 21, after Jesus could have said, I trusted you, I loved you and you betrayed me, Jesus still used the love of the Father to love Peter back. 
And here's here's something I want you to think about in all seriousness. Maybe some things with you and maybe some things that you have and maybe some um, problems that you have with others, let's say, maybe it actually could be solved if both actually did the hard thing. And the hard thing is actually loving more. That's the hard thing. Are you willing to do that? Am I willing to do that? You deserve love. And so does everybody that Christ died for. Will comfort be there at times? Yes. Will discipline be there at times? Yes. Will mourning be there at times? Yes. But John 21 and seeing all these examples, Jesus in front of our eyes in John 21, he turned such a rough fisherman, someone who lived to catch and to bait things, and sometimes even people. In John 21 and through the rest of the New Testament, we see the transformation of that type of fisherman to a shepherd. And that's all Jesus is trying to make us to become. Whatever we once were, not because of us, he's trying to change us from this to what he is. But sometimes we have to start being a lamb. And then we go to a sheep. And then we'll go to a shepherd. Man, it's uh, you see what I'm saying? Like, uh, I just, I love studying this. This has been such a great study. And maybe this could encourage you somehow. And maybe if it has, send it to someone else. And maybe it can encourage them too. But, you know, I just have, I mean, I see myself so much in Peter. And I, I'm trying to do better. And, and, and hopefully you're trying to do better too. To maybe we can obviously become better lambs and sheep in the eyes of our father, always following him, always following him. But maybe at points, maybe there's times that we can help to lead as he leads us to as shepherds. So, man, there's just so much. And and I hope that we want to grow uh, to be more like our Lord. Um, so, Lord willing, we will be back with another podcast uh, Monday. Uh, yes, Monday with another podcast. So, again, links will be under this video. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Uh, Lord willing, we will see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.